You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608 608- Five zero one zero seven one eight. We actually did have a new caller, but the new caller was a butt dial, which is weird because you've never called here before, but then you accidentally called here. You you must have it saved in your phone for like someday I'm gonna do this, and maybe you were about to, and you're like nah, and you put the phone in your pocket, and then you called and didn't realize it, and then talked about something about going to Costco and getting chicken or something. I don't know. Anyways, I won't uh, I won't play that for you. But I will play this. Hey, Ryan, it's Jersey Mike. Hey. Uh, I'm on my way home, and uh, I'm, I'm just uh, going on the tube, the YouTube, that is, and I'm, uh, you know, trying to bring some Bears fans back to reality, and they're yeah. all talking up, oh, you know, gravity. Justin Fields, you know, we're, we're expecting him to have a, a leap year, and right. we, we've, we've gone at it ad nauseum at this point. Um. But, but one of them had the stupidest freaking take. He goes, yeah, look, look what happened when the Ravens added some pieces about Lamar Jackson. Um, and he, he went and 2019 was the undertaker. Is he German? I mean, let's, let's be real. Lamar Jackson barely threw for 3,000 yards that season. Um, he ran for a lot. Yeah. And he was a great fucking quarterback that year. Um, but 3,000 yards, if anybody threw for 3,000 yards, nobody would be calling them an elite QB. I mean, nobody. Absolutely nobody. I right. mean, Justin Fields is almost a step in 3,000 yards. And quite frankly, if Justin Fields doesn't hit 3,000 yards, he's a bad quarterback, right? right? Just to be, in, in my opinion, what do, what do you think? 3,000 yards equals a mediocre quarterback, right? Unless you're... You're an elite running back who can go for three thousand yards. Um, but I, I, I wanted to I wanted to put my my record here, and um, I'm I'm going to be ultra optimistic. Okay, the record for the Packers after the season is going to be thirteen and four. I'm I'm just saying it. 
I'm, I'm going to speak it into existence. Okay. I, I just, I believe so much in this team. I don't think any of us know what's going to happen with Jordan Love, realistically. He could be great. He could be awful. But with the pocket presence I saw this year, and, you know, I don't really care about the inter- touchdown to interception ratio. He can go two to one, and I'll be fine with it, honestly. Because I did, I think this defense can, can survive uh, two to one, you know, turnover ratio. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking 13 and four. So I, I think Jordan Love is going to stop us. I think he runs for maybe 600 yards this season. Just hear me out. I, I think it's very possible. Um, especially later on in games when, you know, teams are, you know, we're, or let's say we're battling back, you know, people are going to be expecting us to throw the ball, throw the ball, and they're going to give us some, they're going to give Jordan Love some room to run. And and if they don't give him room and, you know, let's say they, they've got a linebacker spying them and they got, got you know, I'm, I'm, are, are we too out of the woods to say, you know, Emmanuel Wilson, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, I, I added, you know, E.M., so he did call back. Um, I, I, I've been spending most of this time while you were talking trying to figure out what the heck they were talking about with Baltimore. What did they add? I don't know what got added. Their only weapon is Mark Andrews. He was there in 2018 when he was a horrific quarterback. Like, the worst quarterback. You know, there there is this strong aversion from Bears fans and a lot of other people to believe that quarterbacks have anything to do with their own success. Lamar Jackson went from a horrific passer, and by the way, he graded out below average as a rusher as well. Again, being fast and even running for a lot of yards doesn't mean you're going to grade out very well as a runner, because a lot of times people who run a lot run in very suboptimal situations because they're always running when they even shouldn't be. And they're making a lot of bad decisions, and they're getting hit behind the line of scrimmage a lot because they're scrambling too much. Lamar went from a terrible passer and a terrible runner to a very good passer, 85.3 passing grade, 90.5 rushing grade, 91.1 overall grade. This is not because they fixed his offensive line. This is not because they added some elite weapons. I'm sure they changed a few things, but give me a freaking break if you're going to talk to me about some nobody wide receiver or some right guard that they switched up or something. It wasn't his situation. It was Lamar. Lamar is what changed. He went from being terrible. I anybody that says this didn't watch Lamar ever. If you watched Lamar Jackson in 2018, anybody with half a freaking brain, go back and watch Lamar like in the playoffs. That was one of the worst games I've ever seen a quarterback play in 2018. You tell me that that guy with a couple of weapons could really be great. No chance in the world. It had nothing to do with he's really good, he just needs some weapons. It had to do with this guy is freaking dog doo-doo. Dog doo-doo. He needs to be a better football player in order for things to change. Likewise, when I watch um, Justin Fields and I see guys come open and he stands there and stares at him, I see a guy with a throwing motion that is stupid. I see a guy that throws the ball way too late. I see a guy that struggles really mightily with accuracy, which is backed up by the data, despite the fact that Bears fans can find you like 10, 20 highlights of accurate passes. Congratulations on your 20 accurate passes out of, oh, I don't know, 400 or 300 or however many freaking attempts the guy had. Probably had like 40 attempts now that I think about it, but still. No sarcasm. It's not actually 40. The issue is not, man, if there was just some guys that were open, this would be great. The issue is the issues. The stuff that Justin Fields does wrong is the stuff that Justin Fields does wrong. 
That's it. It's not man is throwing motion to be so much better if we had DJ Moore. That doesn't make sense. His decision making would be so much better. He would throw the ball in less than 2.5 seconds if our offensive line somehow became good at blocking after three seconds. These are, these are stupid things that people say. They refuse to admit that a bad quarterback is responsible for his own mistakes. Not possible. Couldn't be. Because we saw him in college and he's really good. It's, like, it's, 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 it's almost like it doesn't matter. You just stick any old freaking moron behind a really good offensive line with some good wide receivers and they're going to be great. You stick any elite quarterback in the world, peak Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, and you put them behind a subpar offensive line with subpar wide receivers, and they're going to be like one of the worst quarterbacks we've seen in 20 years. That's what Bears fans are trying to sell us. It's so freaking stupid. But you know what? They're just setting themselves up for disappointment. Every single one of them is. It's so easy to become a great quarterback. Just add DJ Moore, and suddenly you go from garbage to elite. That's it. That's all you got to do. Oh, the Packers, they, they got this terrible team. They're so trash. You're done. Rodgers is gone. They're just setting themselves up for disappointment. That's it. That's all they're doing. They're so convinced of these things that they've spent so much time trying to convince themselves of that they are going to break. They're going to break. I just saw another video just a little while ago of the exact same thing saying, like, this, is, this feels like the biggest game in Chicago Bears history. Like, it's, it's going to be absolute pandemonium if the Bears lose this game. Or even if, even if you know, I guess you win, but Jordan Love looked good. Like, it's, it, they're not going to handle this very well. I'm sure they'll just deny it like everything else because they live in a state of continual delusion. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it's, it's pretty bad. Hey, it's just Mike again. Um, I, I don't know where I got cut off, but basically my thought is, if Jordan Love can run for, like, Six, seven hundred yards. Oh, yeah, and I, I, I think you're wrong about everything, Jersey Mike. <laughs> I love the optimism, but what was it? 13 wins. Jordan Love's going to be like Lamar Jackson running around. Um, what else were you on here? I don't know. There's a lot of, lot of very optimistic things. But all right, so he runs for, for six, seven hundred yards. You know, and throws for like 3.5, 4K. Sure. I think I think we're talking MVP. MVP. There you go. I, I think we are. Thirteen wins. You know, if MVP. We get thirteen and four, and we have that kind of production out of him. I'm 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 all in on it. Yep. So uh, this is me. I'm gonna be. I'm putting money down. I'm gonna put twenty bucks Don't. down on Jordan Love hitting MVP. All right. Well. Um. And by the way, a little little uh, sneak peek information on Matt Lafleur winning Coach of the Year. It's yeah. not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. I promise you, it's not gonna happen. And you want to know why I know that? Sure. Because I've been playing Madden. Wait, you're telling me that Aaron, this guy took this team to 13 wins three years in a row. Then Rodgers leaves, and the Packers, the very first year without this guy, they're going to win 13 years, and Jordan Love's going to win MVP, and still he's not going to get Coach of the Year. This is a bold take. For I don't know how long, okay? And I have... Drafted really well. I have Matt LaFleur as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Uh-huh. And I have gone undefeated three seasons <laughs> in a row. And not a single time wow. has Matt LaFleur even come in well, third there you go. to winning coach of the year. So I, I think, you know, just understanding that the NFL is like Matt and it's all about popularity. I, I think it's next to impossible for Matt LaFleur to win coach it's of the true. year. Um, Nobody just, likes just, him. I don't just know because why. he's in Green Bay and everybody hates him. I guess. Unless, That's probably it. you know, some magic happens. And uh, somebody decides to take their head out of their butthole. Anyway, <laughs> go back, though. Okay. 
going on, man? It is Carson from Cleveland, Ohio. Carson. And right now, it is currently five days away from Packers oh, game day. We got not, I can't. to the Tuesday. So we got two days away from the Lions. Hopefully. I, I got the Lions game coming up pretty soon. And I'm kind of glad the game is happening because I need a distraction. I'm, the anxiety is starting to really ramp up here, especially now that Dobbs is back, but Watson's going to be out. It's like, I can't handle this. Like, I'm... I'm I shouldn't be this anxious on Thursday. You're losing to the Chiefs, and oh my, I'm going to be furious if the Lions beat the Chiefs. Yeah, well, they're two of their three best players are out. Like, I'm, I'm not going to downplay that. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. It does matter, dude. Their defense goes to zero without Chris Jones. Literally, they just put up a, I just saw they put up a graphic, which doesn't surprise me. They're a bottom five defense when Chris Jones is not out there. And, 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 Pat Mahomes has lost Tyreek Hill and now Travis Kelsey. I mean, if this dude can go out and hang 40 in week one without his the, the two guys that has been his elite weapons this entire time. I know he didn't have uh, Tyreek last year, but still, you lost him. And then it's like, all right, well, I still got Kelsey. Now Kelsey's gone. If you can do this with freaking Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez-Scantling and, and whatever hodgepodge BS... Um, running backs you have, then I'm sorry, Pat Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. Just I'm just I'm not even discussing it. I mean Tom Brady can take his rings and shove it, and Aaron Rodgers was just never this good. Ever. Not even close. He should be done. Right? I mean I'm listen, again, I know good quarterbacks are good quarterbacks. I just went on that spiel. But you can't be as good as though like nothing changes. <laughs> That's freaking insane and and by the way your defense sucks and the lions offense does not suck so i think the lions are probably going to score a decent amount of points and i don't know i don't know we will see i really want the freaking chiefs to win the game Oh, I hate this so much. Because number one, they don't have Chris Jones. Number two, they probably won't have Travis Kelsey. Why is it only bad news? Why no Bears players are getting hurt? All their guys are coming back healthy. We don't have Dobbs, and then oh, we, we're going backwards. Somehow Christian Watson hurt his hamstring. You're not even supposed to be doing anything right now. And then then Chris Jones. Oh yeah, he's not going to be in for the Lions. He could hold out for eight weeks. He said. Oh, great. So that's all three of our opponents and not us. That's wonderful. Oh, and by the way, your fantasy tight end, your number one pick, Travis Kelsey, is also going to be out against the Lions. And so the Lions, after they win this freaking game, are going to, uh, what what was it? Like their their odds of going to the playoffs jump up to like 65% if they beat the Chiefs? Oh, freaking wonderful. Like, don't do this. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like we're getting off to a really bad start. Some really bad juju going on here. Like, we don't have anybody, and the Bears are getting all jacked up, and the Bears fans are getting all jacked up, and the Lions are really healthy, and the Chiefs are falling apart. It's like, what are we doing? Don't do this to me. I can feel things just going in a direction, and I don't like it. It's going in the direction of everything is awful. The Lions are going to win. The Bears are going to win. The Vikings are going to win. The Packers are going to get trounced. It's just, I can't. I can't, don't, don't screw with me, is what I'm saying, universe. Don't freaking screw with me right now, because I'm not doing this. I'm not playing your stupid games. We don't, we don't need any help making things more complicated. Okay? It's already going to be tricky 
trying to get these young guys and in a first-time starting quarterback to work together. Don't need your help. Thanks for trying, though. Right now, his he's in doubt for this week. So if the Lions go in and win just because they don't have two of their three best players and the Lions are like, oh, we're better than the Chiefs. We're going to win the NFC. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be furious. And then on top of that, if we end up losing to the Bears on Sunday and the Lions win mm-hmm. and the Bears win mm-hmm. and the Vikings beat the Buccaneers, oh, they my will. gosh. I- I'm going to uninstall Twitter. I'm yep. going to uninstall Instagram. I'm going to uninstall That's every- the thing. That's the thing. All this, we've had this little blip after a couple good preseason games of, of all the hype. That all goes to zero. And all we're going to hear from now on is everybody that jumped on that Packers bandwagon was an idiot. You're going to be hearing about MVP fields. The Chicago Bears are back. There's, there's a new rivalry. Packers are the worst team in the North. They're the only team that didn't win. The Lions are the clear favorites, but could the Bears overtake them because they look super good? And even the Vikings got a little spark. Like, it's going to be absolute hell. It's going to be hell. I need the Chiefs to win this game so badly. I really do. We need to set the tone. We need the Lions to look like crap. That's step one. We need to beat the Bears. That's step two. The Vikings can screw off. They can do whatever they want. I don't care. Go ahead and beat this garbage team or lose. It doesn't matter. You're freaking idiots. I don't care. You, you don't know what you're doing. You're like a blind dog chasing his tail. You're out there with half your team being old and decrepit and needing to go away. Half your team being young guys with 10% being in prison or wherever they are. I don't know what you're doing with your draft picks. I don't know what you're, you're getting rid of half your, your talent. Just feel like giving them away. I don't know what you're doing. I don't understand this. You, you change your defensive scheme so that your one actual defensive player that's decent doesn't fit your defense anymore. Great. And then you go out and get this moron defensive coordinator who's just causing problems around the league, just pissing and moaning, starting lawsuits. Like, that seems like a great idea. Let's get that guy. You're idiots. Okay? And so, number one, I need the Lions to lose on Thursday because just for my sanity. Yes. First game, Thank first you. game of the regular season would be a Lions victory. Nope. I can't do Not it. Not doing it. Then, on Sunday, let's freaking go. Right? We had the Packers and the Bears, the biggest rivalry in the entire NFL history. We need to go out and win this game to shut up every one of these stupid people yep. saying that the Packers are going to be trash and that the Bears are going to be good because Justin Fields is all whatever. I don't care anymore. I don't want to talk about it. Nope. Just go and freaking beat the Bears. Oh, the my crap goodness. I'm so excited, but I'm so nervous. No. So I I, everything. So I don't know what to think. But five days from now, I'm going to be jumping around in my cheese head and my Jordan Love jersey. I'm, I'm going to be puking. Burgers and hot dogs. I don't know what's going on. But, oh, my goodness, I'm so excited. And so, yeah, that's all I have to say. Let's go. Also, the Vikings are at noon on Sunday. So we got this game, which I need the Chiefs freaking idiot Travis Kelsey jumping around like a moron. And by the way, stop being so greedy, Chris Jones. Good Lord. I know I'm on your side on this thing, or at least I thought I was, but now I'm pissed. I'm not on your side anymore because if the Lions win, it's your fault, and I hope horrible things happen to you. I hope you I hope you never get another contract. <sighs> so anyways, we need the Chiefs to win. I need the Chiefs to win desperately. Then we have Minnesota-Tampa Bay. Minnesota should win that game. They should, but they don't have to. There's no law in the universe that says they have to. So yeah, I'm going to be just as I'm going to be a basket case in that game too. Please Tampa Bay find a way to win. Please find a way to win. And then yeah, we got Packers Bears and I'm I'm not going to be able to handle it. I can't handle it now. It's Thursday at 6:12 p.m. I'm I I can't do it. 
I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I don't know how I'm going to do it. How am I going to do this? Hey, Pack Daddy, it's Garrett. What's up? I've uh, been absent for a little while. I've uh, had a lot going on. Working two jobs lately is uh, starting to burn the candles at both ends a little bit too much. Sure. But, anyways, I just finished listening to the latest uh, Packernet After Dark, and you played Omar's version of Beat the Drum All Day. Yeah. And ironically, I was just humming that tune uh, while walking my route, uh, <laughs> just to try to get my uh, attitude just a little bit brighter. And uh, listening to Omar's version just made me laugh more than I've laughed in the last month. So, Omar, golf clap to you, sir. And keep it up. Ryan, you got to start playing that at the end of every podcast, dude. Because hearing Ja do his, uh, you know, classic, yep, is uh, it's just you got to end every podcast with that man. Just got to get that that audio, you know, and just play it. Just once in a while, random. Just uh, everybody knows what it is. Can't end it any better than that. So Omar, cheers, back daddy. Here we go. Less than a week, the bears, I can smell the barbecue mm. coming, and barbecued uh, bear ribs is uh, on the menu. I'm out. Love it. And don't forget, don't forget Old Southern Barbecue, right? You got to go get their rubs. You got to get their barbecue sauces. Might as, well, might as well talk about it today. Might as well talk about it now. I got my pack coming. I, I bought the big, the big Papa pack. Got a T-shirt. The four rubs, the four barbecue sauces coming out. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I don't know what happened. I, may, I must have used all the barbecue sauces. I had all four of them. They're all four delicious, and they're all missing. I don't know, but I, I promise you, promise you, promise you. You don't have to buy the the big pack if you don't don't want. By the way, Packernet fifteen, capital P, pack capital N fifteen gets you fifteen percent off the order, and it's not a big order if you just want to get one thing. But I would encourage you to get at least a rub and a sauce. That barbecue sauce. Man, it's funny because it's like you, you try a barbecue sauce. It's not barbecue sauce is barbecue sauce. It's not, you know, it is what it is. But if you get a good one, and, and I've got like three that I've tried that have just been like, mm, well, four, because I think two of them were actually Old Southern Barbecue. They're all four amazing, but there's two that just, and that's the thing. It's like a personal taste thing. Like my dad came over the other day and made pulled pork, and he's like, I kind of like a vinegary thing. I was like, oh, yeah, I got, I got, I got you one of those. So I busted out the one. That's not my favorite. I won't say what it is, promotion or deep promote or whatever. It's it's a good barbecue sauce. It's just a little waterier, more vinegary. So here you go. It's a personal preference thing. It's got like a little mustard tinge to it. But for my personal taste of what a really good barbecue sauce is, Old Southern Barbecue's got, well, all four are very good. Two of them are like at the top of my list. So please check out OldSouthernBBQ.com. Uh, why don't we take a quick break? And we'll be right back with Carson. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, 
kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. What's going on? It is Carson calling back. Uh, There's a little bit, probably like two hours after I just called before, but I need a packer now after dark tonight. I work the rest of this week besides Thursday, and I need some podcasts to listen to. And so if you don't do After Dark, I'm just going to be sitting alone at work being sad and just thinking about hope you had one. the Packers game this, this weekend. I'm sorry. Um, but anyways, I know you're not a prediction guy, but I don't care. I want you to predict what you think is going to happen stats-wise in this game, wow. not because what you say is – going to happen but just because i'm interested and because i want a topic to talk about so that you post the show okay um but also i mean gosh i'm excited for this game i'm i just am on my work break right now i'm driving back there as we speak um and so i'm thinking right now how this is basically like a playoff game for me if we lose this game i'm going to go into deep darkness until yep. week 18 when we actually play them again hopefully we're in the playoffs at that point. If not, hopefully we're playing that game to make it into the playoffs, and then we can kill them then to get into the playoffs. But either way, week one is a playoff game for me. And so I'm going to come in there. We're going to have some nice food. We're going to have the intensity at the peak of intensity, however much. I don't even know. It's going to be intense. It's going to have good food. It's going to be full of energy. And Jordan Love is going to absolutely ball out. And so I'm very excited. And a cop just passed me, and I'm on my phone, so I don't know if they're going to pull me over. Uh, but it doesn't look <laughs> like it. So, yeah, just give me some predictions. Get, give me hype for this game um, so I can listen to it tomorrow while I work. And, yeah, if we do late, win, sorry. please post a um, five-hour podcast that I can listen to it while I work. All right. And, yeah, Deal. see you later. Goodbye. <sighs> well... Let me start with something a little dark for you. And I'm sorry I have to do this to you. 
if the Packers score eight points, it'll be the most points they've scored in the last three years in week one. Because we scored seven against the Vikings, and the year before that we scored three. So, <laughs> so there's that. And look, I, I want to do this. I want to do some some more prediction type stuff, and I want to do it, you know, a little closer to Sunday, not just off the top of my head. But the Packers scored 21.7 points last year overall in the season. I expect the Packers to be, I shouldn't say I expect, I, I think it's reasonable to expect the Packers to be as good as they were offensively last year. Again, where did we go backwards? Did we go backwards at quarterback? I don't think so. Let me just remind everybody, and I think this is important to remember. DVOA, the entire point of DVOA, which is in flux right now, the, the, the official site for DVOA is no more. So I can't find this data except in one place. They have a new site, FTN, but they don't have a lot of the old data. Kind of sucks. But anyways, I found it. All DVOA does, it's the perfect question. It's, it's the perfect answer to this specific question. Because what is DVOA asking? How much better or worse than than the average, the perfectly average quarterback are you in the situations you face? It's, it is a situation by situation. Every single time Aaron Rodgers got the ball snapped to him, it was in a situation. Third and four from the 24-yard line in this quarter with this much time left, et cetera, et cetera. And then we adjust for your for the defense. Based on this defense, what is the expectation of value that you're going to provide on this play? And with that, they tell you how much better Aaron Rodgers is than everybody else. In 2020, he was 33.7% better than the average quarterback. He was number one. In 2021, he was 27.8% better than the average quarterback. He was number one. In 2022, he was 0.3% better than the average quarterback. He ranked 21st, which means he is perfectly average. Do I think we're going to go backwards from that? I don't know, but I hope not. I hope Jordan Love can at least be perfectly average. I mean, ideally, he's significantly better than that because perfectly average apparently ranks 21st. So anyways, did we go backwards in any real sense? You could maybe say wide receiver, but I think you could eat just as easily make a case for going forward as you can for going backwards. We lose the experience of Cobb and Lazard, but Cobb and Lazard didn't bring any actual physical talent to, to our team. So... All that to say, if we're using the baseline for the Green Bay Packers being, what the heck did I say, 21.7, and um, let me see here, that number dropped to 19.3 points when on the road, and week one, I understand this is supposedly, everything's going to be all fixed now because a couple guys went to play some games and whatnot, but again, I think I said this, I don't know. Eight points would break a record over the last three years. I don't know, man. So the Packers last year scored 19 points on the road. The Bears at home averaged 22 points at home. Nothing about what I'm saying right now is good. Because what I wanted to do at this point is say, okay, 19 for the Packers, 22 for the Bears, and then subtract some for the Packers because it's week one. So like 15 to 22. Although you should probably add some to the Bears because let's be honest, they did add some pieces. Nothing significant, but enough to move it a point or two. So we're talking like 15 to 24. I don't, I don't want to want to make this massively negative, so let's just say it's a low-scoring game. Packers defense does some stuff. 
In fact, the Bears scored 19 points last time when we were in Lambeau Field. So let's just say it's 19-20, to 20, all right? Packers win 19-20. As far as stats, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to dig a little bit more into that. But again, off the cuff, and I'm, I'm just flat out lying right now by saying the Packers get 20, but the Packers get 20, the Bears get 19. And again, it's only 19 because that's just what we did last time. Anyways, uh, let's real quick take our second break, just so we're all caught up. Um, this is after the Lions game now. It's very late. This obviously is not Packernet after dark like I intended it to be. This will be posted tomorrow. I, since it's kind of a hybrid, after the break, I do want to talk a little bit about the game because I'm freaking ticked off, like very angry right now. I don't think I've ever really been this angry about the Lions winning a game. I don't get, I've never cared about the Lions. I mean, aside from the Lions beating the Packers. I'm like as mad as when the Lions knocked us out of the playoffs last year. I'm freaking furious. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, I had mentioned the annoyance of Chris Jones not being in this game and the fact that that was really going to help the Lions because their entire defense, as I've been saying for years, really sucks. Apparently, Chris Jones is the only reason it doesn't, and, and somebody ran the numbers, and that actually is true. As I mentioned, bottom five without him. I guess just get one stud up front. Okay, great. Rashawn, freaking let's go. Anyways, then Kelsey gets it. The guy who's never been hurt in his 45-year career in the NFL has a bone bruise and can't play. And apparently, he's, he says he wants to play. He's like, I'm fine. Swelling's down. Let's do this. And they're like, nah. We'll be all right. Don't worry about it. You bunch of doofums. Okay. Yes, he's also on my fantasy team, so that was also annoying. Not only because that was my number one draft pick, but also because I don't get to root for anybody tonight. And then I wanted Sam Laporta, but somebody stole him, so couldn't even couldn't even get the satisfaction of that. I think it was Mike. <sighs> so now on a team that somehow only needs, you know, a coach and three superstars. Two of those three superstars just happen to be gone against the freaking Lions. It could be anybody else. Anybody. Not, not you know, the, the, the Bears, the Vikings, or the Lions. Literally anybody else, though. Yes, the Packers, definitely. I don't care. I don't care. Any other team. Any other team in the world. Eagles. Good. Get stomped out by the Eagles. Ha 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 ha, you bunch of losers. I don't care. But no, it's the Lions. It's the Lions. And then what made it so frustrating is that the Lions did not look good. They didn't do anything impressive. The offense didn't do anything. They could barely move against this garbage defense. They tried to run the ball. They, got, they drafted Jameer Gibbs in the first round. This guy's going to be so good. He barely played. David Montgomery looks slow as molasses. I'm watching him going, no wonder the Bears didn't. I mean, granted, he left, but it's like, he doesn't even look good. This guy looks slow. And then they, they wouldn't go anywhere, but then these Big Lions offensive lineman would just push. I was like, oh, whatever, dude. Jared Goff was all over the place. Aside from Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a stud, nobody on that team looked impressive. Jared Goff was off. 
Chiefs were able to get pressure. The Chiefs were able, I mean, just, just, it was, it was not a big deal. Nothing good was really happening for the Lions. And then on defense, the Chiefs actually did a good job. I mean, when the Lions were on defense, the Chiefs did a good job. The problem is the wide receivers suck. Oh, the Lions, look look at that defense. Oh, you mean that defense that had a ball freaking fall into their lap because Kadarius Toney can't catch, which turned into a pick six? Wow, big round of applause for that one. If Kadarius Toney just didn't exist, the Chiefs win by two scores without Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey. Critical third down plays. Pat Mahomes hitting guys in the chest and it just falls. Just gets dropped. Unbelievable. So the only silver lining here is that I was genuinely scared of the Lions until I saw this game. And I'm watching them, I'm like, they're not good. Goff doesn't look good. They don't have anybody but Amon Ra. The defense seemed okay, I guess, but wow, you can cover Sky more. And actually, you can't. They just can't catch. MVS is making you look like a punk. But yeah, this is a great defense. Wow. So then the Lions win the freaking game. Right? The Lions win. And that sucks. Because of all the games on the schedule that the Lions were absolutely going to lose, this was one of them. They were absolutely 1,000% going to lose this game. Oh, and then, but, but Chris Jones decided he's not going to play because the Chiefs are too stupid to pay the guy. You know you're going to pay him. Pay him. He's hitting up in the booth. This team lost by a point as the, as the Lions just pushed the pocket, just pushed the pile right down the middle. If Chris Jones was in this game, they would have dominated. If Travis Kelsey was in this game, they would have dominated. If if Kadarius Toney was shot to the moon prior to this game, they would have beat the crap out of the Lions. And then the worst thing of all, I go on social media expecting many people to be saying exactly what I'm saying, and all I see is, wow, wow, these Lions are for real. Whoa, look at the grit. The grit. What grit? What is grit? What are you talking about? What is grit? What does that mean? Where is their grit? In their teeth? What are you talking about? I, I, I just It's every... Like, wow, this, this Lions team. Holy cow. They, they marched into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. Did you watch the game? This, this is the exact same thing as with Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers left, so you just lost a Hall of Famer. Like, you're just saying words. Well, he's a Hall of Famer, and now he's not there, so you lost a Hall of Famer. He didn't play like a Hall of Famer, though, stupid. You marched into Arrowhead and beat Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Mm, I understand that makes a good headline. You went into Arrowhead and played an unprepared Chiefs team that lost all of its superstars, that had a trash wide receiver group, maybe the worst in football, that just forgot how to catch footballs, I guess. Head coach Andy Reid said the drop passes by receivers were uncharacteristic and not what he's seen from the group during preseason. Pat Mahomes mentioned that Kadarius Toney missed preseason and much of camp with a knee injury, and that may have contributed. I saw somebody else post something that made me want to just put my fist through my computer. It was like, notes from this game, at the top, something positive, you know, the grit, lions, or watch out for the lions, or something stupid. And then everything under that was how bad the Chiefs were. Chiefs receivers can't catch. Chiefs really need Travis Kelsey. Chiefs, Chiefs really need Chris Jones. Don't you think all those seven notes underneath the first note kind of negate the first note? It's, like, it's almost like everybody acknowledges, yeah, the Chiefs look like crap, but man, those Lions. I'm sorry, I'm not playing that game. I'm not. Well, you gotta give them credit. No, I do not. I don't have to give you credit for not doing anything impressive. I was not impressed by that. 
That did not, that looked like a preseason game. It was discombobulated. It was trash. And, and here's the thing. I expect the Lions to be better than that. In fact, that's the reason a lot of us thought that they were going to lose that game is because it was on the road and Goff is not good on the road. The Lions aren't very good on the road. So yeah, when the Lions go play somebody at home, they're probably going to be a formidable opponent. But that was not an impressive game. I mean, you, you know me. I have not been banging this drum at all. I haven't been saying the Lions are trash, the Lions are bad. This isn't just bias. This is just, I watched that game and people are saying the Lions were so great and they freaking weren't. And we got Packers fans everywhere like, oh man, watch out, watch out. You're contributing to, you know how much this is going to suck? Having to hear how much the Lions are going to dominate this division now that Rodgers is gone. And there's no reason for that narrative. Because the Detroit Lions didn't earn it. And yet Packer fans are feeding that flame. Why are you doing that? They didn't do anything. They didn't even beat a good team. They didn't beat a good team. They didn't beat a good team. That sucked. And look, Lions fans, I get it. You're jacked. Go be jacked. I'm not telling you you can't be excited. I'm not talking to you. Go be excited. You should be excited. You, you, you are trying to win the North. Your arrow's pointed in the right direction. Rodgers is gone. You just beat your toughest opponent. Granted, it was handed to you, but it doesn't matter. This is all good. Go be happy. Go be excited. But just understand, I'm not going to give you undue credit. You shouldn't brag about things that aren't true. You can be happy about the win and all that stuff, but pretending you beat like a fully, like the Super Bowl champion Chiefs, like shove that so far, you chip a tooth, okay? You didn't beat a Super Bowl caliber team. That Chiefs team is not going to the playoffs. I'm telling you right now, if Travis Kelsey was out for the season and Chris Jones held out for the year, this team will not go to the playoffs. This team sucked. Well, they might go to the playoffs, because again, there's a lot of garbage teams out there, but I don't know if they would, because that was trash. That was bad. Tweet from Soren Petro. Guessing he's a Chiefs guy, I don't know. Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney combined to be targeted eight times in this game. They had one catch for one yard and were directly responsible for one interception. That one catch for one yard, by the way, wasn't really even a catch. It was basically a handoff, which Kadarius Tony took for, well, one yard. It was, it was, it was nothing. It was, it was nothing. There was no downfield passes caught by these people. Eight, call it seven targets, if we just r- remove the basically handoff. Seven targets, zero catches, zero yards, and seven points for the opponent. Grit. There's your grit. Let me guess, the Lions don't play as playoff team for the rest of the year. Let's see, they go home against Seattle, home against Atlanta, at Green Bay. Jeez, I hope the Packers are a good football team. Home at Carolina, at Tampa, at, Balt- at Baltimore. There you go. If Assuming Lamar's healthy, that should be a loss after they go 6-0. and Maybe Seattle can do something. I don't know. It's, it's, but Seattle has to travel all the way to Detroit, and Detroit at home is a good football team. And that's what's really going to suck. You know what's going to happen. They beat Kansas City 21-20, to right? Let me tell you exactly how this is going to play out. Can't, this is the other part that really sucks about this. Kansas City is still a good football team. They just weren't in this game. Week 2, Kansas City is going to dominate. Partially with Travis Kelsey, possibly with Chris Jones. right? That's going to happen. Then, Detroit is going to beat the living crap out of Seattle. 
And so the narrative is going to be, oh, what happened? I thought you said the Lions weren't any good. I thought, I thought it was just some stupid Chiefs. Oh, it looks like the Chiefs are really good. And also, look at the Lions beating up on Seattle, who was actually kind of good last year. No, partially a fluke. Geno kind of played like garbage down the stretch. He had like two or three good games the entire year, which kind of threw off all the numbers and the grades and everything. Beyond that, Seattle traveling is kind of a problem, and Detroit at home was good all year last year. This is a known thing. So that's what's going to happen. The Chiefs are going to bludgeon the crap out of somebody. The Lions are going to beat Seattle mercilessly in Detroit. And it's going to be wild. The Lions, see? Confirmation. Now we know. No, we don't. No, we don't. Because this is expected. They're also going to beat Atlanta at home. Then Green Bay will be a test only if Green Bay is actually a good team. If they're not, that's not a test. They go into Lambeau. They beat a division opponent. That played us really tough back when we were, even even when we were at our peak with Rodgers, the Lions were tough. Oh, and that's, and that's the other thing. Like, I, I can't even enjoy it as much as I dislike the Chiefs because it doesn't mean anything for the Chiefs. They got to play at Jacksonville. Maybe that's tough. I have no idea. But they're going to beat Chicago. They're going to beat the Jets. They're going to beat the Vikings. They're going to beat Denver. Mm, probably beat LA. They're going to beat Denver again. They're going to beat Miami. Philly might be tough. I don't know. I mean, there's maybe, let's see, Las Vegas probably beat Green Bay. There are some tough, there are a couple tough games in here potentially, but it's it's maybe five losses. Like if they just lose all the tough games, let's call it five losses. Aw, shucks. So what, they go 12 and five? Gee golly. They're going to be fine. This is going to be a blip. This isn't going to mean anything. If I actually thought the Lions had completely neutered the Chiefs and the Chiefs were done forever and they had been exposed, then I would be cheering right now. All hail the Detroit Lions. Good, great. I would, I would take it. I, I wouldn't even go back in time if I could change it. If you're going to take out the Chiefs, do it. I don't even care. Can't stand that team. But no, this, this doesn't mean anything. It, it's, it's, it means a lot for the Lions who are going to be in a tight, potentially tightly contested NFC North. And it means nothing for the Chiefs. This loss means nothing. They're going to bounce right back. <sighs> and, and again, how, what did I say in this podcast? What did I say when I started earlier? I'm just, I'm getting a bad feeling. I'm getting a real bad feeling about this. About the Kansas City Chiefs losing Travis Kelsey. Like, it's just, it's not, it's not going to be good. And then we're, and, and I, I said, we're going to start hearing, oh, here come the Lions, here come the Lions. Even if it's fake, it doesn't matter. We still have to hear it. And then, if the Packers do lose to the Bears, what am I going to say? Yeah, but, you know, I think by mid-season, all of this is going to be different. Nobody's going to listen. Nobody's going to care. It's the exact reason why Twitter is going crazy about the Detroit Lions. Because everybody's been waiting 600 years for football. It finally got here. So everything is just this overreaction nonsense. (laughs) Stupid. 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 (laughs) <laughs> Chiefs Patrick Mahomes was 2 of 12 with zero touchdowns and a pick when targeting wide receivers in the second half versus the Lions. Gritty. And we got Dan Campbell. What'd you learn? I didn't learn anything. I got verification of what I already knew. God. Oh, this is going to be so insufferable. You know that? And you just got to deal with it because everybody's swept up in the drama of it. Even Packer fans are all swept up in the drama. Oh, it's such an amazing, wonderful thing. Like, would you, would everybody shut up? Would you just be quiet? And the the Lions, are their whole thing is built on hype. So this is just feeding the beast, man. This is This is their whole thing. They just got some food. 
It doesn't matter if it's fake. It's like we beat the we beat the Super Bowl champions. There's nothing can stop us now. Who's to say we can't be Super Bowl champions ourselves? I don't know. Reality. Ugh. Jeez. I hate it. Now we got Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday. We got to watch the Vikings win. Then three o'clock, we got the Packers Bears game. I need that to be a win. I'm just I'm just getting bad vibes, man. You know. And I don't even use that word. That word's stupid. But I'm getting bad vibes, bro. I just am. I know you don't want to hear it. So you know what? I'm going to stop talking. Let's end it with a call. Hey, Ryan. It's A.A. Ron. Hey. Hello, Claire. I just wanted to call and say that I'm just really excited that this Sunday it's finally here. We finally have... Um, Stupid Lions. Our first Packers game of the season. Stupid Chiefs. And it couldn't come at a better time because it's also the time that I start my school year as a college music uh, instructor. Nice. And it's busy season during this time. So it's really nice to have something to look forward to other than um, piles of emails and scheduling and all that stuff that comes with the beginning of a school year for a teacher. Um, I was uh, just on some kind of a Twitter conversation with um, some Bears reporter or Bears public figure that uh, was, he was kind of saying like, am I the only one who's feeling nervous about this game on Sunday? And, uh, you know, there's mixed results, but a lot of Bears fans were kind of like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of feeling that way too. I'm kind of nervous. Um, a lot of Bears fans in the responses were straight up like, look, we don't know about, you know, Jordan Love as a quarterback, but the roster in Green Bay is straight up better than the Bears roster. So it's interesting because I, I feel like now that you know, reality is actually here. Um, <laughs> I feel like some of the, the the cold hard facts are starting to uh, possibly set in for some of the Bears fans. Now, some of them, I was they were like, "No way, Green Bay's gonna suck," you know, mm-hmm. and and so some people are still kind of in that mindset. But um, yeah, I, I just you know, it's just such a Sometimes it, it it feels like a very kind of foolish reality during the off season how we just create these fake situations in our heads that aren't even based in reality, you know? And it's like this whole conversation, oh, Jordan Love's going to be the next MVP. And it's like that's just a made-up situation. Like that's just a fake, literally a fake situation that nobody has any – real or or even uh you know jordan love is going to be is he going to be the next mvp or, or the next uh hall of famer in green bay you know these are all just made up situations um so anyways i'm just looking forward to like actual real and then he got cut off yeah i think i i really think a large portion of Chicago is a lot more reasonable than the dweebs you find on Twitter. Um, like I said, listening to the podcasts and whatnot have, have mm-hmm. been significantly better. Um, 
and and yeah, I'm I'm sure a lot of the there, there's a lot of, well, I mean, just people with common sense, you know. Um, not saying Bears fans need to assume they're going to lose because I don't assume we're going to win. Obviously, I was feeling really good about it until today. Feel the world collapsing around me. The apocalypse is upon us. I don't know if you noticed, but it is. Just I'm just I'm just saying it's in the air, man. We need we need. Here's what we need. Here's what we need. A A Ron, appreciate the call. But I I we we gotta. There is an episode in the office. I'm trying to remember the context around it. I think it was after Michael hit Meredith with his car. He was really I don't know. A lot of bad stuff was going on. And he he started going around the office saying there was stuff that was cursed, and we had to figure out how to break the curse. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point is, we got to do that. Because I, I, I don't care if you feel it or not, but there's some bad juju in the air. There, there's something going on, and we got to do something to break the curse, man. I don't know what it is, but I need you to call in. We got to talk about this. We have to be proactive, okay? All my superstitious Packer fans, we got to be proactive. Everything was going great. Preseason was great. And I'm feeling that that ship just slowly turn. And I don't know what we did. Did I do something? Did you do something wrong? Somebody wearing like a Bears jersey underneath their work clothes? Is somebody contemplating like I'm going to dress up like Mike Dicka for Halloween? And the universe is like, oh, well, you're screwed now, buddy. You just crossed the line. I don't know. I don't know what we did. But we need to think about it. We need to figure it out. We need to get to the bottom of it. And then once we identify it, we got to figure out how to vanquish this thing. You got to turn this around because we're, we're, we're going down a path here. Good vibes. Good vibes. Okay. That's what we need. Somebody get Aaron Rodgers on the phone, figure out how to get vibes and juju to, to, to straighten out. Okay. Because they're kind of bull crap right now. Anyways, uh, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to bed. You guys have a good rest of your day. I'll talk to you tonight, tomorrow, whatever. Have a good one. Bye-bye.